ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to TCK Care, the podcast. This is your host, Stephen Black, here to share stories and strategies and songs for supporting TCKs in all walks of life. Joining us on the show today is musician and artist DC Collard um, from the band The and from his own work, which you'll be hearing a little bit of. He has written an album on TCKs, his own his own TCK experience, just um, telling his story, um, just very beautiful, artistic way to do that. And he has done us the favor of um, sharing some of those songs from his album uh, to play on this podcast. So before we get into our conversation, I'm going to play one for you now. Child crucified. Child crucified. 
That was DC Collard's Like a Child Crucified. And now for the man himself. Let's get into it. DC, thanks for joining us on the show today. Really appreciate being here. Well, it's nice to be here, Stephen. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. And for the million-dollar TCK question, I've got to ask you, where are you from, DC? Well, my answer to that is the usual TCK one, which is to think for a minute and decide, is this a person I want to bother with a history, or is this a person I want to you know, throw in the deep end of all my lifelong concerns. But uh, usually I'll just say, listen, um, <clears throat> because of the way I sound, I'm primarily from London. I've lived longer in the United States on the East Coast, the West Coast, and now Midwest, so longer than I lived in London. But I am originally from Malaysia, where I spent the first 10 years of my life. And I consider myself Malaysian-born and kind of Eastern in thought, I guess. But I have huge, obviously, influences from the West and, you know, primarily musically because the Eastern influences initially were just Chinese opera and church music and they don't go together too good. <laughs> That'd be a fantastic mashup, though. Well, yeah, I mean, like I say, on the record that I did, I've, I've used quite a few um, oriental instruments because I wanted to give some of that, you know, Far East flavor mm -hmm. because, you know, that's that's what I relate to. So I, I did kind of, uh, in my really early years, kind of ingest some of that sound. Although, of course, once I got to England when I was 10, we're talking the Beatles were still together. So it's a long time ago. And then there was rock bands, you know, like Deep Purple and so forth, which are still going. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of, um, I, I guess it was just, a, a you're talking about a mashup. I mean, that was a major one because I'm going from one culture to another. And that, it's part of our, our thing, isn't it, as T TCKs, moving between cultures and, frankly, not particularly caring for the second culture because you think you're from the first, right? Um, but there were amazing things, and they were almost all to do with music for me in my second culture. Mm, that's really cool. Now, you said that you had you had started out in Malaysia and moved to um, moved to England when you were ten. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. What what the protocol for the mission was back in those days was pretty much if once you turn nine or ten you needed to go back to the parents' home country for schooling, which meant boarding schools and hostels. So just before my 10th birthday, I was, well, a couple months before, I was thrown into that situation. So I was nine years old. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's not one of those things I harbor any kind of animosity to my parents about because uh, although it's ultimately their, their uh, responsibility, 
they were kind of almost conditioned that this is what you have to do and this is for the best of the child. So, so, and we talked about all this sort of stuff much later on in life and ironed it all out to the point where they said they wouldn't have done it if they'd understood what was going to happen. Um, so that's great because a lot of parents will not acknowledge any part of it and they will assume that everything is wonderful and that you're the problem if it isn't wonderful because you're not trusting God or whatever it is they're telling you I hear you that. should be doing. What, you know? what parent wants to be wrong, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm a parent and I've admitted a couple of times when I've been off base, you know, it's like, it ain't so difficult. Mm. Um, but yes, you're right. Essentially, especially that kind of stiff up a little British colonial sort of thing that was still quite prevalent back in the 60s um, made it harder, I think, for parents, you know, and even though in their heart they might have felt something wasn't right, it's really hard to go against the system, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So you said you don't harbor any animosity towards your parents for uh, being responsible to make that decision, um, but would you have rather things worked out differently? Well, it's a very difficult one, though, because your life is your life, and it went the way it went, and I don't really put any regret on things because certain things make you who you are. I mean, what, one of my, if it if I call it regret, it's not quite the right word, but one of the things that kind of bothered me is that once I really forced myself to deal with what I was dealing with now, I'm talking as a nine-year-old child going on 10, going to boarding school and all that, and basically getting to a point where I um, kind of basically suffered a mental breakdown around 12 and got myself back together again. But when I came back as a, that person together, I was a much harder person. I was really, I numbed myself to everything that could hurt me, that could do any damage to me. And so, so, so the one thing that's been fantastic about the last few years and making this record is that it's actually opened me up as a person. I now start feeling, and, and it, in, it includes feeling pain, but a lot of it, I would say the majority of it is more joy, which is fantastic. And getting together with the people that I went to school with as kids. And we did two or three reunions back in Malaysia at the school. It was really quite eye-opening. But that whole thing is what generated this album that really just came out as an accident. But it was just the expression of what was in me. I had no plan to sit down and write anything. It literally just happened. So, hmm. um, yeah, I guess I guess that answers the question, really. It, the, the, the negative was how it really changed me, kind of made me a rock. And not as nice a person, I don't think, hmm. because I was, a, you know, I was a sweet little kid and friendly and stuff, and I got tougher, you know. And I basically fought the system my entire life, especially the public school system, which in England, by the way, is private school, just to confuse everyone further. They call it public school, but it's actually private school. And the only reason I was able to go to that school is because uh, a lot of missionary kids got grants from the government. Uh, so you're, you're basically hanging out with, you know, um, you know, the, I remember one guy I knew, his, his dad was the, the, the Bishop of Persia. Another guy was like, you know, a kind of James Bond character of MI5, MI6, whatever. 
and there was you know some prince from some country I and mean, it was one of that sort of thing where it was very very affluent people and then just a couple of like us kind of misfits thrown in there so that in itself was a pretty bizarre thing it's a bit of a socioeconomic disparity playing out there yeah uh but then again you know uh, uh, i go to a school where the music department was fabulous so i can mm. look back on that and say there was one thing that was solid you know mm. and maybe the fact that i was in that system and i was bucking it the whole time made me who i am you know so mm. it, it's hard to portion blame my, my attitude now is more to look for positives recognize negatives but look for positives and then sort of move on yeah. and so in a way that that is kind of advice for other TCKs kind of going through this sort of stuff. Uh, if you can kind of connect with positive stuff, it really helps you deal with the negative. Mm. Yeah. That's Not good. necessarily in every case, of course, because sure. we all are very different. You yeah. Know? You know, it's fascinating, DC, as you're talking. I can't tell you how many of these conversations I've had. I'm just talking about people's stories and even the really hard ones. Um, even when there's trauma and serious grief, sometimes unresolved, you know, I'll ask uh, what you would do differently. And people usually say something along the same lines that my life is my life and it's made me who I am. How can you, how could you trade that for anything? Um, and yet at the same time, I would have rather had greater self-awareness, uh, more permission to grieve, more authenticity, uh, more validation for my feelings, that sort of thing. Um, and more family time more family time definitely yeah because i mean for me that was the big one i left home at nine mm. never went back yeah that's yeah. i mean you know you went back on a vacation or whatever but that's not it's not the that's same that's not the deal right yeah. you're not living at home with your parents and mm -hmm. so that that's something you lose forever but my parents and i and i have a sister two three years younger than me we all loved each other it's very clear i mean and we never felt unloved but at the same token, you know, the way I dealt with it was just by saying, you know, in a way I am unloved. I'm on my own. I'm an orphan, right? Mm. I'm here. I'm in this foreign country, England. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm going to do what I have to do to survive. But, yeah, in the back of my mind, I always knew that my parents did love me and they were kind of in a trick bag of their own. That's the way I kind of thought of it when I was able to kind of really kind of verbalize it later on, you know. Mm. Um, and DC, if I could, I just wanted to ask you, know, you've talked a little bit about music and um, some, of, some of how that's played into processing your story now and opening you up to feeling some of those things and processing those things and even maybe connecting with people on a deeper level. Um, I just wanted to ask, what has music been like for you over the years? I know you've been a part of the the since the what the eighties. I joined the the in nineteen eighty nine, right after the Mind Bomb album was recorded. So, yeah, I mean, that's that 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 was a great connection, and and we were out on the road actually in twenty eighteen. It was a short tour, but it was kind of a reintroductory tour to the band because we hadn't played basically in about twenty years. <laughs> so, but we all stayed friends, and uh, so it, it was that was a great experience. So, I mean, uh, we called it the comeback special just as a kind of tongue in cheek for Elvis Presley when he came back and called this thing the comeback special. So nice. it was the, the, the comeback special to 2018. Yeah. Um, but as far as music, generally speaking, I mean, music was totally a lifesaver. I mean, music literally it took me through everything, you know, 
I mean, once that was the thing that I first really connected with when I was shipped off to England, because that music was so good, you know, and it just went straight to me. And I, of course, like I said earlier, um, the only music I'd been open to was, you know, basically the pump organ of a church, because there weren't any fancy organs out in Malaysia. And my mom played that. And I, that's where I got, if any talent I have from her, she was a good piano player. And then um, the Chinese opera that was blasting down the street. So I was never a big music fan, particularly, although when I went up to the Cameron Highlands and I went to school there in a place called Chi Fu, Cameron Highlands, Malaysia, there was a piano and a little upright piano. And I used to kind of pluck away at it, you know, and hit some notes. And I was kind of interested in the idea, but I didn't really connect with the instruments or music totally until I got to England. And that, so that, I guess, would, would be one of the, what would be the best thing about that kind of horror story of being sent away, you know? Mm. Have you ever yearned for something you have lost? Have you ever cried out, I just can't count the cost, no. Maybe I should try to walk that path again The one I trod so long before Without fear or shame I know this place, I see its face I hear the sounds and feel its power Like waterfalls in deafening roar The tiger stalks the jungle floor Hold its gaze and say its name Into the dream's dissolving shower Find me there, alone and free Take my hand and walk with me A silent scream crawls up my throat I force it back before I choke I'm longing for that dream to be The answer in reality a silent scream crawls up my throat I force it back before I choke I'm longing for my dream to be The answer in reality A silent, silent Back before I chose I'm 
silent scream crawls up my throat. I'm longing for my dream to be the answer in reality. Silent scream crawls up my throat. I'm passing back before I choke. And that, so that, I guess, would, would be one of the, what would be the best thing about that kind of horror story of being sent away, you know? Mm. That's interesting. Of all the things that you can do to make a person's life better, um, teaching them sound philosophy, ensuring that they have a solid worldview, um, all this stuff, and here you say, music saved my life. Like teaching kids instruments. Yeah, and I, I, I would say music. Not only the things you just listed, but basically gave me all those things too in various forms. Right? Because mm. you know, songwriters talk about a lot of these issues. Talk about world issues. Talk about war, peace, philosophy, love. You know, all the all the things that are part of life. Um, and yeah, it's 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 a powerful medium, and I think you can connect to it just purely on a sonic level. And then if you, you're interested in poetry, because I always believe like really good lyrics basically read as a poem too, you know, um, then that's, you know, it's all parts of art, right? Yeah. I think I said to someone recently, you know, maybe spend some more time this year, even if it's just a few minutes a day, look at painting, mm. listen to a song, you know, read a chapter of a book, something on that level just to give you something other than, you know, mass social media, mass, you know, inundation of politics on TV. I mean, just to give you a break from that and give you something, something uh, uh, what would I call it, a little more personal maybe, mm. where you're, you're, you are part of it as opposed to you're watching. Mm. You know what I mean? So being more um, engaged uh, And we, we all know that when you read a good book, it's better than seeing the movie, right? Oh, I mean, absolutely. that's just the, a fact right yeah but the reason it is is because you're using your imagination along with the writer's imagination mm. so it's a combination when you go to a movie yeah you're invested but you're watching you aren't in the movie mm -hmm. you know you may try to think you're in the movie because you like it or whatever but essentially it's a it's a separate thing right yeah whereas when you do something on on that kind of more direct artistic level you're, you're, you're fully invested. I think it's a healthy thing. And, and again, if it's only for a few minutes a day, another good tip for TCKs, take yourself away from your problems a bit. Look at something else. Try something out. It might give you a slightly different slant on life. You know, That's mm. really hard to do, I think, because po possibly, um, just philosophizing on that, um, yeah. I think it, when you have a problem, the thing you want to do is like, look at that problem and think about the problem and work that problem out until it goes away. Um, right. But yeah, in my own personal therapy, as well as some of the reading research I've done, yeah, what you're saying is spot on that, you know, the best thing to do when you've got a significant issue going on or you're dealing with some heavy stuff is to get away from it, let it go and look at something. That's right. Look at something else. And, and just to take it a step further, I mean, say you're, I don't know, 
whatever you do in life. But look, for me, you know, I'm a songwriter, so I sit and write a song. And um, usually the songs that are great just come, right? But sometimes it's worth working on something. And you may be working on something and it just doesn't seem to be clicking. But you go do something different. And before you know it, it's clicked because of the fact that you're doing something different. Or just maybe you thought of something or you saw something or you were just you weren't in that room anymore. So something else occurred to you. I mean, it it's exactly what you're saying. Mm, yeah. I like that. You're kind of connecting the songwriting process to the working out your issues process, right? Of like Absolutely. And I, I think the songwriting process for me really did resolve a lot of my issues. Now mm. Um, and I'll be real upfront about this. There, there are issues that some of my friends have gone through, abuse issues, all the things that I'm sure you've discussed with many people um, that I sort of address without spelling out on the album, right? Um, and it's for me just because I'm so connected to that person, but I didn't have that experience. But it's important to like, and I think this is true for all TCKs, it's important to share because we've all had very different experiences and they're all as valid as each other. Some you might say are harder or more difficult or whatever, but we can help each other, not really by saying, do this, do that, just by being, right? Hanging out. Um, one of my really good mates who went through a lot of stuff, I mean, the best times we share is sitting down having a beer, right? We sit, have a beer and have a laugh. And we don't even have to discuss that stuff because that's our way of handling those things that we all know, right? Um, so I'd encourage people to do that too, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is. It's just about sharing some time with someone. You don't necessarily have to be specific. Now, of course, there's times, like you're saying, in your own therapy or mine. My, my therapy is music, basically. Um, where you do have to delve and you do have to say what things are. And that's all right too, you know. But I guess what it is, is when you're with someone, it is getting a feel for that person and, and what they need. And more often all they need is for you just to be there listening, right? Yeah, totally. Um, and they can say what they want to say and you say what you want to say and the connection's made. Mm -hmm. And then it can progress from there, you know. Mm. I feel like... I don't know. And looking back on this episode, listening to it later, editing it, whatever, I'll probably think of something smarter to say. <laughs> but in the moment, I'm thinking, I feel like there's this sort of theme of like soul connection. Like you've talked about your own soul connection to music. Um, you've talked about having some kind of a soul connection to art in some form and how that can yeah. alleviate the pressure from uh, life's difficulties and issues that you're working through. And now you're talking about having like a soul connection with other people and how you don't have to necessarily explicitly work out your problems or talk about the difficult things, but just to share in that um, experience of being uh, connected with uh, other people in and of itself can be healing, calming, soothing, therapeutic, supportive, all that stuff. Huge. One of the big things that I've mentioned to some people when I've been talking to, to them about kind of my perspective was when I had that kind of what I'll call a breakdown when I was 12 and I came out of that hardened, I think one of the sad parts of that is 
my ability to empathize with people was diminished to the point of I really feel like non-existent. I mean, for an example, so say I'd hear some awful story, and I know this is true of a lot of people, but my, my gut reaction was always to laugh. You just laugh. Mm. It's like, you know, I didn't care. And it, and it wasn't that it was funny, but it's just the way I would react, you know. Mm-hmm. But I didn't particularly care. And I think as I went through life, especially um, when I started out, I mean, I was, I literally came out of school when, you know, joined a band. I'd formed a band at school and I, I went straight into that, right? And the way I was with people, you know, I, I wasn't a bad person particularly, but I wasn't particularly a nice person i don't think um because i don't think i really cared what they thought or what they felt or whatever mm-hmm. because it just wasn't in me I, i'd lost that part of me and i think the wonderful thing about music is every now and then it would give me a little kind of Ugh, i've got a feeling there you know mm. <laughs> get rid of that because that's gonna mess me up <laughs> so so i you know i'd stamp them down but every now and then i get something like you get a really good feeling or the hands on the back of your neck you get goosebumps when you hear something that's a great feeling and then maybe you start thinking about someone and then you realize oh you know i'm actually feeling something now stump that down i don't want that you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i think the wonderful thing about getting back together with some of my friends from the past and also doing the music and stuff it's it's actually retaught me what empathy is and i actually feel and I think I said right at the beginning of our discussion that I now you know, actually feel things where before I, I, I was just numb to them. And there's a plus and a minus, as we discussed, where, you know, you, you also feel pain again. But that's all right, because you, you've kind of got over this hump and the joy outweighs the pain. Yeah. At least hopefully for everyone, that's their experience in the end. It may not be, because mm. we're all different, but... Mm-hmm. It's a goal that's worth striving for, put it like that. Right, absolutely. And as we've talked about on the podcast before, pain is not necessarily a negative thing. It's actually part of being human, right? And so, to yeah, experience... and that shows that you feel it. Yeah, right? exactly. If you lose feeling, that's a that's an issue. That's a disease, and that's that's going to be a problem. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so DC, as we're kind of uh, winding down on our time for this episode i just wanted to ask you um you know if there's a tck listening in on this podcast um and you're going to hand them a nutshell of wisdom at the end what would what would that be okay i'm gonna do the really crass one first okay go for it listen to my album Nice. And if you want to find more, you can go to dccollard.com and there's a little bit of information there. But no, in, in truth, I, I, I think kind of we've been talking about what it is, which is try to connect with people, especially other TCKs, right, who will get you, right? Because as we all know, uh, it's that question you asked at the beginning. You know, anyone that asks that question and gets that look in their eyes can't really handle you. But a person that can just sort of accept that, you, and you know when you're talking to someone that's got it, right? You can talk about anything, right? And those are the people, if you can, get that, get connected with them. Um, the obvious one is do more listening than talking. Mm. 
because you learn so much more from people, right? Mm-hmm. You'll have your chance to talk, especially if you've listened to them, because they'll want to hear what you got to say at that point, you know? So it's always good to listen to people. Um, I don't have any real nugget of wisdom other than kind of trust your gut. You know what I mean? Mm. I think it's, it's a difficult one, especially if you've been brought up in a religious background, okay? Good and bad and all those sort of things. And it, it The thing that's going to tell you is your true self, what's inside you, if you want to call it your soul, whatever, that part of you that is not of body, right? That is what's going to tell you what's right and wrong. And trust that. Don't trust what someone's preaching at you or telling you you should think or should do. Mm. Just trust that. Mm. Yeah, trust your gut. Yeah, there you go. Cool. DC, thank you so much for taking the time to join me on the podcast. And, you know, I'm struck by your own description of yourself that back in the day you feel like maybe you weren't as nice of a person and didn't care as much about other people as you would have. And yet when I reached out to you on your website and said, hey, would you come on this podcast and share about your story? You said, hey, anything to help a TCK, you know? And so I really appreciate um, that attitude and I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to share with me and to help some TCKs impart some wisdom and share your story and just talk about what music has meant for you and hopefully encourage and challenge other people to um, really open up their souls um, to be touched and to be connected with other people. Well, it's been a pleasure, Stephen, and keep up what you're doing because you're the one doing it day in, day out. So good on you. Keep in touch, man. Right. Butterflies with tiger eyes in a dream or nightmare. Only we can decide whether snakes are spirits, yellow, green, or blue. In a rainforest paradise made for me and you. Monkey cups filled to their brims. Watch the white witch come and see how she skims over jungle tops as we taste her dew. It's the Garden of Eden 2022. The stuff that's wrong I only know one thing for sure I want to be me 2022 Take me back to where I'm from to Lay me down in the tropical sun Shoot me up with a float pipe my life from the start Then I will face the shadows of the past And make my peace with you at last In the Garden of Eden 2022 I'll give my life back to you In my vision 2022 I don't know what's going on In this world anymore Can we fix the stuff that's wrong
This is your host, Stephen Black. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. Leave me a rating and review on your listening device. I'd really appreciate it. Go to tckcare.com slash give if you'd like to make a donation to help me keep this podcast going. And do check out dccaller.com to find out more about my guest, DC, and his music, how you can get a hold of it. You can listen to some samples on there. It's awesome. All right, I'll be back next week. This show, 2022.